Yeah, so we discovered that the vehicle that we were borrowing um, on the driver's side, the window goes down really slow. Oh, that's not even what I was thinking about, but that was funny. <laughs> You're yeah. going, get the picture, get the picture. And I'm going, I'm trying to get <laughs> Lauren, the window down. Lauren Cole loaned us their car, but they neglected to tell us that when you try to the, get the window to go down, the automatic window opener goes so 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 slow. goes up pretty fast but it doesn't go down very fast <laughs> yeah, Bill, poor bill is trying to get the camera pointed out the window and trying to get the window down <laughs> are you kidding me Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 9, and we're calling this one Mother's Day in Yellowstone. Hello, that was Bill, and I'm Winnie, and this is our podcast. The way we do our podcast is we post nine photos to our Instagram account, which is Quiet Shutter Photo, so that you can follow along by looking at the pictures while we talk about them. Or you can check them out later. But before we get going, I want to thank Anchor Podcasting. It's a, a free podcast platform that you can access from your computer or from a smartphone. It's free. It's pretty easy. If we can do it, you can do it. So thanks, Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. So today we are going to talk about another visit to Yellowstone. Do you think people get tired of us talking about Yellowstone, Bill? I don't know. I guess I mean, we'll we, find out how many listen to this one this week. We never get tired of going to Yellowstone and, and every single time that we go, it's different. So every time we talk about it, perhaps it'll feel different. Well, it is a different experience. It seems like every time we go there, we see something just a little bit different and we really have fallen in love with that park. It's uh, convenient for us it's because our daughter lives an hour from it. So anytime we're out to see Lauren and Cole and little baby Arlo. We get a, a day here and there. We take a quick trip through Yellowstone and see what's new. So Bill kind of surprised me by convincing me that we needed to take a short trip out to visit Lauren and Colin Arlo for, over Mother's Day weekend and, and spend Lauren's first Mother's Day together. However, we did spend part of our Mother's Day away from them and took a little drive through Yellowstone National Park. Gave Lauren and Cole and Arlo a chance to have a private Mother's Day without us being <laughs> breathing down their neck the whole day. Yeah, they kind of encouraged us to to go and spend a little time in the park. So maybe they were sick of us already. Who no, knows? I don't think so. I, I think they knew we <laughs> wanted to go. So yeah, the last time we'd been there, we really had never got any time. Well, um, last time we went out there, it was when Arlo was brand new and we really didn't even want to leave. <laughs> We just wanted to sit there and stare at him. Right. And if it were up to me, probably half the pictures today would be of Arlo too. But I restrained myself and kept it to the theme of Yellowstone. So May, late in May is actually a nice time to visit the park. Although not all of the entrances into the park and not all of the roads in the park are open yet at the end of May. Because at some of the high elevations, the roads are still impassable because they're packed with snow. But uh, we knew we only had limited time and we knew that we wanted to visit our favorite part of the park, which is. Well, we go in the West Yellowstone entrance and we usually go over to Madison Junction and then we go all the way up to. Um, what is Mammoth? That? Mammoth. Thank you. Then we go east out through Lamar Valley to Cook City and then back again. The Lamar Valley is my favorite part of Yellowstone. I've heard people um, compare the Lamar Valley and Yellowstone to the Serengeti. And, I, you know, in, in Africa, I think that that 
doesn't it make you think of that? I mean, it's it's sloping, long sloping mountains and hills and lots of grassland and lots of wildlife. Yeah, yeah. I you know, it almost wouldn't Never surprise been to the me. Serengeti, but yes. It almost wouldn't okay. surprise me to see a giraffe just loping across. To, I know. <laughs> amongst or, the bison and the moose. Or herd of zebras and, or something, yeah. <laughs> and the pronghorn. So that was our plan. So it worked out just fine for us. All of those roads were open. Um, and uh, so that's, I mean, that's what we did. Couldn't wait to get there. We got up early, early in the morning. Lauren and Cole let us use one of their vehicles because we flew in and they picked us up this time we didn't have a rental or our own car to drive. So um, we got up how early? 530 in the morning, Bill? Yeah, I think so. Which is your time of the day, not my time of the day. Well, it's 730 Michigan time. That does work in my favor. Yeah. Um, and even even though it was the end of May, they had gotten how many inches of snow? Oh, the day before we went to Yellowstone, they got six inches of real heavy snow. And so it sort of melted throughout the day and then it froze again. So first of all, we had to chip the car out of the ice, right? <laughs> yeah, there was a thick coat of ice on the windshield. Yeah, we woke up all the neighbors chipping the ice off the windshield, I think. But we couldn't wait to get going. And honestly, if you're going to visit a national park because you want to see wildlife and because you maybe want to avoid the crowds, um, it's always best to go really early in the morning or wait and go late in the afternoon. Middle of the day, the animals kind of hunker down and you don't see as much. And there's usually a lot of traffic. And yeah, it's just always been, we've had a lot of success getting up early in the morning and seeing. I'm not uh, very successful at getting up early in the morning. I mean, as far as seeing animals, not you as far as you staying awake. No, <laughs> you are very successful at getting up early in the morning. So, all right. So let's start with our first picture. And this was before we even got to the park. Yeah, this was uh, one of the bison we saw on the side of the road, probably 10 miles or so before we even got to the park. We um, have, the, there are signs all along. What highway is that, Bill? I uh, can't remember yeah. what the number of the road is, but it's the highway that runs from Big Sky, Montana, down to West Yellowstone. And beyond. But and beyond, yes. And we, there are signs along that roadside um, all the way down there warning about bison, that there could be bison on the road. And um, do you know how much a full-grown male bison weighs? Somewhere between 900 and 1,500 pounds. 2,000 pounds. I just looked it up. Oof, it's even bigger than I thought. <laughs> right. They are huge, huge animals. Yeah, they really are. And uh, they look really docile. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but they look just like, you know, they're just slow, big, meandering animals that just eat grass. And But they are dangerous. Yeah, they're all those things till they decide to chase you and then you're going to lose that battle. And they can move fast, faster than you would think that they would. So you don't really want to get close to a bison. No. Um. Now, this picture looks like we could have reached out and grabbed his horn, but um, we were in the car. We were dry, screaming down that highway. No, we weren't screaming down the highway. We, we, we actually do take it easy when we're out there because there is a lot of wildlife, but also because we want to see the wildlife. If right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah this, this guy was uh, in a group with, what was there, two or three others with him, if I remember right? I think there was three altogether. Yeah. I started to say that we've seen signs for bison on this highway and never have we seen one. But this time there was three big male bison heading down the side of the road. So we we passed them and then we did a U-turn and came back and and took some pictures out of the window. Yeah. And the crazy thing was when we came back from seeing this guy later in the day, probably six hours later, we came back. No sign of them. There was no sign of them anywhere. It's yeah. like they, and they were walking disappeared. They were walking along the side of the road that had fencing behind them. If you look carefully at this picture, now this picture is a close-up of the bison's head only. You can see there's a fence in the background, though. And there was miles and miles of this rancher's fence 
So the bison weren't going to just wander off into that field. Right. And the other, the other choice was to wander out onto the highway. So we kind of thought when we returned back, like Bill said, six hours later, that we would catch up with these bison again. And they were gone. Nowhere to be seen. All I can think is they must have got out on the road and just walked down the road for a long ways, which they do. So you always have to look out for them. Right. So this was some, we've got thousands of pictures of bison. This one is a nice up close one. It's hard to get them where they don't have their head down on the ground. Yeah. I mean, they really are built to be eating machines. Yep. Like a 2000 pound lawnmower. That's pretty much what they are. They lawn, mow lawns and fertilize, mow lawns and fertilize. <laughs> fertilize. You can see bison fertilizer everywhere. Yeah. I wonder who's going to pick that up. Yeah. Well, that was fun getting close to the bison before we even got to the park. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go on to our next picture. Okay. Do you want us to describe it? So this is, um, this is a picture of a coyote. Um, we drove into the park past the um, ranger's booth. And what do you think? Two miles down the road. And this, all of a sudden, you spotted something coming down the side of the road. And you're always on the lookout, of course, for any wildlife. But in particular, wolves are exciting to see. And so at first, I thought maybe it was a wolf. So this would have been about 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, it was pretty early. The sun had just come up. Sun was just coming up. And um, so this coyote ran down the side of the road and then crossed the road right in front of us. And of course, we we had to stop and the peop- oncoming traffic had to stop. And he crossed the road and then trotted down the other side. And, and um, Bill was fast enough to get the camera pointed out the window and snap a few pictures of this coyote before he... You know, trotted, trotted, trotted off to the point by. where we he couldn't was, see him. He was hunting. He just didn't, he didn't care about any of the people around him. No, he, he knew what he was he looking was for. He was just trotting along. So if but you wanted he to take look a picture, good? he looked really good. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, sometimes in spring when you go into Yellowstone and you see wildlife, they look a little grubby because they're starting to shed their winter coats. And they're starting to get their summer coats and, um, and they look kind of grubby. This guy looks like he combed his hair in the morning yeah that was one of my concerns was he that you know that time of year maybe the the animals are starting to shed some of their winter fur i guess we were fortunate enough that it still was cold and and they're still hanging on to their winter fur right now he's got beautiful fur if you go back just for a second bill to that picture of the bison yeah and you look in the upper um left hand corner you can see some of his old Yep, woolly, he's, he's, matted down fur looks like it's starting to shed. Bit of it. Yep. Yeah, that's what I expected of most of the animals. Yeah, and we've seen bison that are like look like they're almost mangy sometimes because they're losing so much hair at one well, time. Well, and but. if it's been a particularly hard winter, sometimes they really just are not doing well. They need to, right. you know, yeah, get healthy again through the summer. But this coyote looks amazing. Yep, he's been, he or she's been eating well. Yeah. Just trotted in front of us just like that. We get so excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you remember what happened? You know, we were stopped because the coyote was cross, trying to cross the road in front of us. Yeah. So we discovered that the vehicle that we were borrowing um, on the driver's side, the window goes down really slow. Oh, that's not even what I was thinking about. But that was <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. You're going, get your picture, get your picture. And I'm going, I'm trying to get <laughs> Lord, the window down. Lord and Cole loaned us their car, but they neglected to tell us that when you try to the, get the window to go down, the automatic window opener, it goes so, so, so slow. It goes up pretty fast, but it doesn't go down very fast. <laughs> Poor Bill is trying to get the camera pointed out the window and trying to get the window down. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was pretty funny. I just almost, I remember you saying, I'm going to have to drive around all day with this window already down. <laughs> yep, I'm almost left it down all day. <laughs> what I was thinking about was how we were paused, we were stopped on the road because we were letting the coyote cross and some doofus from behind us pulled out of the line of traffic and sped up to Oh, yeah, they, de- they almost took the camera out of my hand as they went flying by. And almost cause... hit the coyote. Yeah, crazy. I, You know, I, re- I do realize some people drive 
through Yellowstone from the West to get to the East, to get to Cook City, because that's where they live or work. And that's the only way to get there, or that's the quickest way to get there. And so they, they aren't really there as sightseers. Right. But I mean, we were so close to the toll booth that it was still in a, like a 35 mile an hour zone. I mean, and you can and only. there's no fast areas. No, the you're no, never supposed to drive more than 45 in the park. I, you know, this is me being on my soapbox, but if you're going to drive through a national park, even if it's just because it's a quicker route to get to somewhere else, just be prepared to go slow. People have paid money and people have traveled long distances to get there to be sightseers. And so that's what you're going to get. Yep. Yeah, we were a little annoyed by that guy. There's always one. <laughs> Sometimes more. <clears throat> Let's go to the next picture. Okay, so this one's a little bit out of order because uh, this is yes. an, a critter that we also saw before we got to the park. And this was pretty exciting. And it was also um, quite a ways away from the car. We were on the highway. And Bill, you, I don't know how, what made you look in that direction or how you spotted it, but you want to tell the story? Well, this is a picture of a moose for one thing. Yeah. This is a, yeah, this was a, a bull moose that we, I was like, is that a moose? This is a part of the road going down to Yellowstone that's kind of wide open and there's a river that runs um, Is that the Gallatin there. River? It is the Gallatin River that runs through there. And it's kind of crosses both sides of the road. And this is always a kind of a wide open area, big mountains on either side of the road. And this is kind of a flat along the river, lots of willow trees and sagebrush and stuff. And I've always thought, well, there should be moose in this area. And, uh, you know, you're just like, but I don't think there's any moose around here. But and, sure and enough. And although there are a lot of moose out there, moose are pretty much solitary animals. They don't travel in packs, so they're not real obvious. Yeah. And, um, and and you just you just don't always see them. So whenever we see a moose, we feel really fortunate. Yeah, like when he said this moose was probably oh somewhere between a quarter and a half a mile away from us, and uh, we were able to catch this image. Is not the greatest image in the world, but you can definitely tell it's hey, a moose. Hey, I took this picture. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was very far away. So I mean, it's I, a good picture considering it was a long ways away. Right. But um. It's evidence that we saw it. Yeah. And it's actually growing some little or probably going to be big horns when it's said and done by the end of the summer. But for this time of year, they're pretty good size horns. They're already, you can zoom in on this picture. You can see that uh, the horns are already forking out a little bit. So I think this is a pretty good size moose. Like yeah. Bill said, it was quite far away. This picture um, has been cropped in a little bit in post-production and, um, also, this was still quite early, like six o'clock in the morning. So the sun was starting to come up. I think you can get a sense of that in this picture, that there's a little bit of light starting to, yep. you know, catch them. But it was kind of dark. So it's pretty amazing what our modern day cameras can pick up. It um, is. Not in this picture, but in this series of pictures. One of them, you can see he's got his tongue out. Yeah. So that's, I think I'm impressed always when a camera from that far away, how far did you say you estimated it was? It's somewhere between, it's, it was pushing half a mile. Yeah. So, but it really did stick out because the moose are so dark. Right. And with a little bit of fresh snow on the ground, he did stick out. Yep. yep. And uh, very cool that he's starting to grow his antlers. They are in what they say in velvet. Yep. And, um, He's got a pretty good waddle under his neck, that little part that yeah, hangs he's down not under a his young chin. moose. I mean, he's not like a yearling or anything. He's he's been around a little while, but also uh, look pretty... at the um, Bill. Look at the back foot that he has lifted up. Okay, do you see that and how long and extended their little hooves are? He needs manicure. He needs a manicure, <laughs> but I mean, they're yeah. I mean, you don't normally get to have a nice, good look at. The anatomy right. of a moose this way. Right. They're weird, weird animals. They are very prehistoric. They are weird looking. Yeah, things. they're like a dinosaur. Yep. So that was pretty exciting. He, We were thinking he might meander over to the river and get a drink and uh, get a little closer to us, but he never really did that. He sort of followed the ridge along that mountain and uh, 
eventually he went further up and further back. Yeah, he kind of went back up in the bush and disappeared eventually. But but um, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yep. So let's go to our next picture. Okay. All right. Just a second. Back in the park. And this is an appropriate picture for it having been Mother's Day. Um, often when you get to the little village of Mammoth Hot Springs in Yellowstone, um, there will be elk all over the little town square. And um, there's lots of people. There are several buildings. There's a gas station. There's a, a souvenir store. There's a hotel and a, with a restaurant. And so there's lots of people parked and lots of people walking about um there's also the weird mammoth hot springs which people can walk on the boardwalks and take a look at that so there's a lot of human activity and then those elk are always there and it's just always so, so jarring to see those big dangerous <laughs> bull elk amongst all the people and the people seemingly acting like they're not even noticing or caring and i know we've been there in the fall when the elk are in rut and boy, it doesn't take much to irritate one of those elk and have them. No, but there weren't any elk around there. There was morning. no elk. Not in, in uh, town anyway. On a side note, if you ever want to kill a, a little bit of time on YouTube, look up elk in mammoth hot springs, Yellowstone, uh, charging cars. There's all kinds of yeah. videos of elk when they're in rut, just getting irritated and charging their horns right into cars. Um, yeah, so we expected to see elk, but we didn't see elk. And what was surprising is there was a lot of bison in the town square and you don't normally see bison, but in, in uh, May is when the bison are giving birth to their calves, which are called red dogs. And you can kind of see in this picture, which is a picture of a, a mama bison with her red dog calf and uh, the calf is nursing. And this was happening right like in the front lawn of the gas station, right, Bill? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, just off to the side of uh, a lot of traffic. <laughs> yeah. And, and this- a lot of people that were jumping out of their cars. And, and I mean, I think people were staying a safe distance, but this wasn't the only cow and calf there. There was. No, there was probably 20 there altogether. And a half a dozen of them were new mothers. Yeah. Yeah, not something you should just run up to. Yeah, exactly. And you can kind of see, we took our picture through the window of the car. But do you see that look in that mother's face? She's staring at us. Oh, yeah. Or or she's staring at... She might have been staring at the guy that was a lot closer than we were. Perhaps. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this time of year, that is what we're excited to see is the, the new bison, the baby bison. The red dogs. And our hope is on our photography bucket list is that one day we might be witness to a red dog being born. That would be cool. That would be so cool. And we're so close every time because some of these little bison calves still have umbilical cord hanging down off of them when yeah, we see them. I was just looking at this one, but this one doesn't. But several of them we saw this day had umbilical cords still hanging off of them. So they were pretty young. Pretty young. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't, I've seen pictures that other people have taken of bison giving birth, but we have yet to have our timing be perfect. Right. So, but this was pretty sweet on Mother's Day to see the bison mom that only a bison calf can love. Yep. <laughs> calves turn out so cute and then i'm not sure i know the bison calves are so adorable they're just fuzzy they look soft yeah you know but then they grow up and they look like this mom and they look mean and intimidating and (laughs) they can take their tongue and clean out their nostrils with them (laughs) they're just gross yeah (laughs) yeah so let's go to our next picture This, again, is um, just a little further down the road in Yellowstone. And this, if you go to visit Yellowstone, this is what you can expect. Um, Traffic jams caused by wildlife. And this is a picture of a mama bison and her calf walking right down the middle of the lane 
and cars pulled over um, to let them by. And some people pulled over to take pictures. I took, this isn't a very focused picture, but I took it through the front of our windshield just to show that guess who has the right of way in Yellowstone? Yep. The animals. The animals for sure. Um, there was, um, before we got to this pair of bison, there was some rate on the side of the road that we followed for quite a ways too that looked like um, mom with really brand new little calves that you're just trekking away. Imagine being born and having to get up and fight for your life right off the bat. Cause yeah, if I remember right, this one, the, this calf must not have been very old because the mom was quite worked up with uh, trying to get it down the road and across the road. She was really nudging it to get it to go where she wanted it to go because he wasn't quite sure what was up. Yeah. But he wasn't getting too far from mom either. No, they don't get too far from mom. They stay pretty close to mom. Sometimes you'll see a whole herd of bison. And it seems like this time of year, the females separate from the males. Yeah. You'll see males by themselves a lot, but the females kind of gather together. And sometimes you'll see several of the red dogs all laying together and the moms are out, you know, eating. Yeah, we always refer to it as the nursery. It looks like the nursery. I think cows do this, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I would think that bison and cows might be in the same family. and They are. So same sorts of behavior. Yep. I have seen on nature programs about Yellowstone that wolves are usually not very far away from the the bison when they're dropping their calves. No. No. And I think, you know, you say, oh, they're going to eat the babies, but they typically eat after birth and those types of things. Yeah, which is something I had never thought about before Bill pointed that out to me when we were in the park that um, those animals are going to eat up that afterbirth. Um, So, you know, there's probably tons of that laying around. Yep. (laughs) I think that wolves probably would eat calves if, you know. Oh, given the opportunity, they certainly would. But But if they're getting full on on and other things they don't stuff. need to. Yeah, they yeah. don't need to. Yep. So, so you, you do see a lot of people in the park this time of year that are less interested in the red dogs than they are in waiting around trying to find the, the, wolf the wolves. Yeah. A lot of people who really follow the wolves, for sure. Um, in the Lamar Valley, where you have a better chance of seeing wolves than other places in the park, you will often see where people go into the park and find their favorite outlook and they'll park and pull out their lawn chairs and their spotting scopes and, and they'll be there all day in the exact same spot. Yep. You know, Bill and I, you know, we, we don't have a problem with if there's something interesting, spending time at one spot for a while, but there's so much more to see that we always want to move on and see what's next instead of staying in one spot for hours and hours and hours. But, you see people doing that. Maybe it's people who live around there and don't, you know, don't have a limited time to be in the park. I or, would guess that's a lot of it. Yeah. Or maybe they're just focused on, you know, one thing that they want to see. Some people are just fascinated with wolves too. So they, A lot of people are fascinated with the wolves. And then there are those who hate the wolves. Yep. But. So anyway, we, uh, Got beyond these bison, and we go to our next picture. We kind of ran into a traffic jam. So there's something that happens in Yellowstone that's called a bear jam. I think we've talked about what a bear jam is before, but for those of you who maybe missed it in a previous episode, a bear jam is when you're in Yellowstone National Park and all of the sudden traffic has come to a standstill. And it's because there is a bear. A bear has been sighted. Yes. And people don't even bother to park anywhere. They just stop in the middle of the road. <laughs> right. Which they're not supposed to do. But I, You know, our goal is to always be the first one to see a bear. And so we can start the bear jam. <laughs> but in this case, there was a bear jam already and we came upon it. So we pulled over. And there was a couple that were heading back to their car that was parked in front of us. And I said, what's everyone looking at? And they said, oh, there's just a little black bear up there. So So, we went up to see the little black bear. 
only to find out. Not so little. Not so little. <laughs> How many people do you think were taking pictures, observing? How many people were there on the side of the road watching this? At least a hundred. You think there was a hundred? Yeah. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of people. They were spread out. Yeah. And it was a, a kind of a convenient spot because it the land fell away from the road there and there was even part of it had a bridge. Yeah, there was a there was a small um river running through there, but it was mostly just a, a dry kind of a like a river bed that had mostly dried up. But. So the bear was down below and the people could get a really good people could get a really good look at him, but it also gave you a little bit more um, lead time. If he decided to run up that hill, you could have probably got back to your car. And Yeah, there was, uh, and there of was course, a couple of rangers there. I was just going to say, there was already two rangers there. Yeah, and they were characters. They were, they were telling everybody what to do if the bear decided. They weren't sure if the bear was going to come up the hill or if it was going to stay down in there. If he and, would cross the road by coming up and going over the road or if he'd cross by going under the bridge or... Yeah. Yeah, just be aware that this bear could do anything or go anywhere. And We've, if you have bacon in your pocket, you probably want to leave now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They the, were characters. They, they were, were characters. Yeah. They were pulling out every typical, every uh, line you could think of. I about. was thinking if they have bacon in their pockets, they'd already be up here. Who has bacon in their pockets? Yeah, you know, bacon people. <laughs> Nobody leaves bacon for later. Everybody eats all the bacon. Right. <laughs> So th this was not a little black bear. This was a good size black bear. Yeah. And again, I mean, he looks in pretty good shape for having probably only been out of the snowbank for about a month. Yeah. Cause yeah, he looks excellent. Um, well, we say he could be a female. She, I have no yeah, idea. Could be. Do you remember Bill, um, a couple of years ago in this exact same area, there was a bear jam and we got out of our car and everybody had their cameras pointed way up high. Everybody was looking way up. And at the top part of that hill, there was a bear just sitting there. Do you remember that? Yep. It was hard to see. Yep. And we took pictures. But and then it actually laid down and went to sleep for a while. Yeah. But you know what? This could be the same bear. This could be the same bear. It was because do you see the little white part on his chest? Yeah. That bear that we saw from such a distance years ago was a smaller bear than this bear. Right. But it had this patch on its chest and you can a little bit in this picture, you can see that little white patch on its chest. I wouldn't be surprised if this is not that same bear grown up. It could be. I mean, yeah, it was within a mile of where that yeah. other bear was. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. story I'm going to choose to believe. Okay. That's our old friend, old, old friend, old friend, white chest, white chest. All grown up. <laughs> All grown Just up. Just got up from a winter's nap. He looks, he, she looks in such good shape. Fur looks good. He looks like he'd been to the, to the salon that day and got a comb out too. Just like the Just coyote. Like, yeah, the coyote. Yep. And uh, his color looks good. His little fuzzy ears look good. I'm going to zoom in on his face. He's not a little bear. Right? He's <laughs> not a little bear. Maybe it's just sort of a term of endearment. You know, you say, oh, that little bear is so adorable. No, I, I can't even. I mean, I'm, he's got to be a 600 pound bear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a black bear. It's not huge, not a grizzly. but it's certainly a big, that's a big black bear. That's a big bear. <laughs> With the brown face and the little white hair. That is a big bear. So we, we stayed there for, I don't know, 45 minutes. Yeah. Probably. Um, the bear sort of meandered around a bit. He looked like he might come up and cross the road. And then he turned around and went the other direction. And then he kind of meandered here and there. But he wasn't really going anywhere. No, he was just eating eating grass mostly. I mean, they, they do eat a lot of plants, actually. That's primarily their diet. Right. Right. Um, I could have stayed there all day maybe and watched this guy. Yeah. After a while, you get tired of the crowd, though. That's the thing. It's not the animals that chase you off. It's usually the stupid comments or <laughs> right or the people that are tripping over you or something. Yeah. Right. I um <clears throat> I forgot to. Generally, I try to remember to turn the camera and get a picture of the crowd as well because you see a lot of pictures online. You know, with the advent of 
social media and you see people's pictures from national parks and out in the wild and well, especially in the national parks. And it looks like this could have been just you and I walking down a trail and we ran into a bear. Yep. Us and the other hundred friends we had. (laughs) Right. But that's not the reality of it. The reality of it is there's another, yeah, there's a hundred other people there and we're all lined up on the road and there's rangers making sure we all behave. (laughs) Yep. So um, it is the wild. They are wild animals for sure. And anything could happen, but it's um, the pictures don't necessarily show the whole story. Right. I don't think I saw anybody behaving badly this time. Did you? No, not in this crowd. But. I didn't. I think the worst thing people were doing in this crowd was that they were, um, they weren't being careful to stay off the road. Right. You know, you needed to stay on the shoulder of the road because people were trying to drive through there. Right. And they didn't want anybody to get hit by a car. There was probably more chance of people getting hit by a car there than getting, you know, bitten by this bear. Oh, a lot, lot better chance of getting hit by a car. Yeah. But he was a beauty. Yeah. We haven't, sometimes we've gone through Yellowstone and have not seen bear at all. A lot of times we've gone through Yellowstone. Yeah. We actually, last few, last year or so has been the most productive as far as seeing bear in there right so um we felt especially lucky to have seen this bear yeah yep. i thought it was my special mother's day treat happy mother's day <laughs> so the next thing we needed to do after we saw the bear once we decided to move on was find an outhouse and um oh i you know outhouses are shady <laughs> they're not my favorite thing to have to find they do a pretty good job in Yellowstone of keeping them clean. And, you know, with COVID, they've been very careful to make sure that the hand sanitizer is stocked and that the bathrooms are clean. Yeah. But they're only as clean as the last person who used it left it. And the other blessing is that it's still cold, so it doesn't stink as bad as they absolutely. Do in the and of the, summer, and but... the other blessing is that all of us have a face mask in our pocket. So that helps too. Yeah. But definitely the morning coffee was kicking in. We needed to find an outhouse. So we pulled into this little roadside park and uh, that had some outhouses. And it also had, what are these? Mule deer. Mule deer. I was going to say blacktail. Is there a difference? Yep. What's the difference between a mule deer and a blacktail deer? Well, mule deer, blacktail are a lot like whitetail deer. Um, They're not as big as mule deer and they have a black tail instead of white tail which are the ones that sort of boing along kind of these these are mule deer that's what the mule deer do that they bounce around and the pronghorns do the same thing so but there was what six that were just kind of grazing around in that little park area so yep these probably were the grubbiest animals in that their hair was kind of uh I think they were actually starting to shed some of their heavy winter hair. Yeah. So they were a little. They were a little grubby looking. Grubby looking. This is a picture of a um, male mule deer. Do female mule deer grow horns? No. Okay. So just the males. Yeah. This is and this buck. guy is starting to grow some horns. They're in, in velvet. Yep. And they're about, what, three, four inches three, long? Three, four inches long. So he's going to be a big guy by the middle of summer. Yep. He's going to be a big guy. But they were not really afraid of us at all. No. I mean, we didn't try to get too terribly close to them, but we got out of the car. Yeah, they're used to people. Yeah. I mean, I think if we had tried to approach them, obviously. Oh, they'd run away. They would have bounced off. Yeah. (laughs) Sprung into the next acre. Which would have been kind of fun to see because they're fun to see them bouncing around. Yeah. (laughs) They're fast, though. So that was fun. That was fun to a little unexpected treat at the outhouse. Yeah. And then you just mentioned pronghorn. Our next picture is of a pronghorn. Yep. Also known as antelope. Now, pronghorn or antelope, both female and male grow horns. Yeah. Males grow longer horns, but both do grow horns. Yeah. So we have, I don't have any idea if this is a female or if this is a male. Can you tell? Let me zoom in to the parts it would tell you. You're zooming into the Fine. to the telltale parts. Yeah. I'm guessing female. Okay. So this is not the best picture in the world. We spotted these 
this pronghorn in the sagebrush, which is iconic to see a pronghorn in sagebrush. I wanted to get a picture, but there was no pullout spot on the side of the road. And there was traffic behind us and oncoming traffic. And so you just basically slowed down and enough for me to get the camera out the window and snap a picture. We were Yeah, you basically probably... took this one on the run. Yeah. But um, it does show what they look like. I mean, they look like little miniature horses in a way. <laughs> they do. They... Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. If, I think they're from the goat family, actually. I That wouldn't surprise me. I should have looked that up. But that's kind of also. A... Yeah. They're, they're, they're fast. These these animals can run fast. Are they the fastest mammal in North I America? I think they are. I think they run over 30 miles an hour. They're the for other... long distances. Not, I mean, some of the, like bison and bear can run. Um, On a sprint. Sprint for, you know, a couple hundred yards or more. But these guys can do this crazy speed for, for miles and miles. And they miles. also migrate yes. um, a fair distance. Yeah, they're usually in a herd, but... These were, uh, I don't know if this could have been a female that was either had a baby right near her or was about oh, to have a baby. I would have loved or... to have seen a little baby. Yeah. I'm looking at her undercarriage here. I don't see no telltale signs that she's nursing or anything. No, but her legs just in the right position that you wouldn't see nipples there probably anyways. But another notable thing about pronghorn is their eyes. They have these gigantic eyes yep. that almost bug out from their heads. And from what I understand, they have, um, what would you call that? A big radius anyways of what they can see the way like birds do. And so they are constantly aware of what's around them and if they're in danger, if there's a predator. and Very aware of their circumstances. Yeah. yeah. I, some, I guess probably if you lived out West, maybe you would think that pronghorn were just, you know, common and you wouldn't get excited to see them, but I get excited to see them. Yeah, I always like, I always think they're cool looking, actually. They are very cool. I especially like to see them when they're in a big herd. Yep. Last um, fall, when we were out west, we were on a little road trip with Lorna and Cole, and there were some big herds of pronghorn in fields, and Cole just doesn't have the heart of a photographer, because we would have stopped. <laughs> yeah. Cole was driving, and he was like, oh, look at that. Yep, kept, there they kept are. Kept on going, and I could tell you and I gave each other the side eyes, like, ugh. Yep. <laughs> That's why you never want to get in a car with a photographer if they have their camera with them, because they're going to stop every 10 minutes. Yeah, unless you're the one driving and they don't have control, then you're at the mercy of the driver. So, so our last picture today is um, a picture of an osprey nest in Yellowstone that has two osprey, both parents, I assume, sitting on the nest. Do you want to talk about this one, Bill? The nest is humongous. It is. It, uh, we came up on this um, little kind of pullout along the road, and there were a few people that were sit, uh, sitting there, and there was one gentleman that we noticed was all set up, had a big uh, lens on uh, a big tripod. Huge lens. And he was uh, had a camp chair and he was sitting out and he had a spotting scope next to the big camera set. Also on a had. tripod. Yep. And when we pulled over and started looking what he was doing, this osprey nest was across the river, kind of a big gorge river. Um, it was a, and it was a fast river, had a little kind of, was all white water, really. Yeah, it was, it was all white sort water. Sort of a rapid area. Yeah. But this gentleman was set up had set up camp for look like the whole day he just sitting there and he actually had a um a remote shutter shutter release, release yeah. that he would look through the spotty scope at the birds that were on the nest and i'm not sure what he was taking if he was looking just for one of them to take offline or whatever every once in a while you'd see him take a picture and i couldn't figure that out either i couldn't figure and, it out you know we stopped and looked at this and walked up and down the side of the road and the river and tried to see if there was any babies poking their heads up in the nest or what was going on. And we got a couple of pictures and I could not imagine what you could sit there all day 
Unless the birds were taken off and eating and coming back with food in their mouth or something. That might have been interesting. That but, would have been interesting. Um, and they were, you know, the nest is made right along the side of the river. So, you know, convenient to yep. dip down to the river and grab out a cutthroat salmon or something. And and so I guess if you're patient and you know that that's likely going to happen, to sit there and wait for one of the birds to bring dinner to the other one in the nest and... Well, good for him for having the patience, I guess. I, yeah, I could not figure it out. You could tell he'd been there all day already. You yeah. know, he'd been sitting there all day already. And, and like Bill said, he had the camera set up and had that pointed exactly to where he wanted on the nest. He had a cable release attached to the camera and he was looking through the spotting scope and he was very serious. Oh, yeah. Although... And when we took this picture, which was downstream, probably 50 yards from where he was at, we had a better angle than he did. I think it was a better (laughs) angle, but he had staked his territory. His claim, yep. And we moved on and went further down the road for about another hour and a half before we came back through. And he was still sitting there in the exact same Same spot. The same same thing. Maybe he fell asleep. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought about asking him, you know, tell me what, you know, what's. What are you waiting for? What are you seeing? What do you, you know, what's happening here? And, but he did not look approachable, right? No. Some people really do look approachable or in the, they'll acknowledge that you're there, say hi or whatever. And this yeah. guy was. Um, and it wasn't like you had to be quiet either because the river yeah. was really noisy. It would have drowned out your sound for, to yeah. scare off the birds. But yeah. those birds were not bothered by people sitting down on the roadside. No. Well, yeah. you know, we're couple hundred yards away from right and they were way up yeah and they were way up (laughs) yeah i'm i'm still scratching my head and very curious about what exactly with all the things that you can see in yellowstone the bison with their brand new babies the perhaps a moose you know perhaps a wolf perhaps a coyote or uh, um pronghorns or elk or all the different things that you might see in the park and he's sitting there staring at this osprey nest all day long yeah well he probably he he looked like he was probably old enough to have been retired and probably had a lot of time on his hands so it was probably his eagle day or whatever right well let's take a moment to talk about birders there are people who take their bird watching very seriously very seriously and although you and i love to take pictures of birds and we will you know, we will make a point of going out our, of our way to get pictures of interesting birds. I don't have a life list of birds I want to check off that I've seen or heard in the wild. But bird people do. And they do. Yep. that is their motivation is collecting, you know, collecting memories and collecting a list of birds they've seen and photographed or heard. Yeah. So. Maybe it's something we just wouldn't understand. I guess we don't understand. <laughs> so, so that's our last picture today. That is our last picture, but that won't be our last trip to Yellowstone. Nope. Uh, you know, I, we only include nine pictures on when we do our podcast. There were probably other things we saw and other pictures we took that I have not included today. Can you think of something that we saw that day that we... I, you know, they're one of the things that I regret that we didn't stop to take pictures of was when we first got into to the park and the sun was just coming up and we drove through an area that had a lot of thermal features. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hot springs. And um, with the sun coming through, lighting up the steam coming off of those hot springs and the blue sky above that and frost on the trees, there was some really beautiful landscape opportunities that we just didn't take the time to yeah and i guess that's probably my regret when we're in the park most of the time is that we don't take the time to take the the landscape pictures that are breathtaking in there absolutely Um, breathtaking we were kind of on a a time crunch that day um yeah we wanted to be able to get back to lauren and cole and especially to little arlo and by the end of the day i said to i said to you my fingers are getting twitchy i want to get my hands back on that baby so (laughs) yeah so quick trip saw a lot of things packed a lot in and probably about six hours or so that we were in there it was um we had a a really good day you you know wildlife is unpredictable and you could spend six hours in the park and maybe not see any wildlife just an outhouse 
Yeah, I can't imagine not ever seeing at least one bison, but I know. But people, we have had people tell us, I don't know why you go to Yellowstone, you never see anything. We drove through Yellowstone one time, saw nothing. Yeah. What are you (laughs) sleeping? Yeah, I mean, there's so much to see in Yellowstone. Even if you don't see wildlife, you you know, you can take time to. There are hikes that take you through through thermal features, and there's just beautiful grand views. And yep, yep. But um, yeah, so yeah. we turned around and headed back, and we got back in time for. I think we were back to their house by. What time? Three, four o'clock. Three, four in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, we had yep. a great, great day. We did. Yeah. So um, because it was Mother's Day, I think I forgot to open with our quote about Mother's Day. And here's a quote from a mother. And it says, I don't want to sleep like a baby. I want to sleep like a husband. I have no idea what it's talking about. (laughs) So uh, we promised that in um, season two, we would. Um, end each episode with a positive story or on a positive note. Do you have anything uh, positive, feel good stories or thoughts today to end our podcast with, Bill? Well, our positive thing you told me a couple of days ago, I didn't realize that um, we have people from all different, like six different countries that listen to our podcast. Who we knew? We do. We do. Surprising. So we look- we looked at the list um, of different countries, and today we just wanted to give a shout out to all of our friends and family and people who don't know us who are listening to us up in Canada. So thanks, Canada. Yeah, we miss Canada. It's been over a year since we've been able to travel to Canada, the motherland. The motherland. Remember when we used to just go up there? Yeah, think two nothing hour drive of it. there. Yeah, no big yeah. deal. Go up for dinner and come home again. Right. Yes, that seems weird, but uh, to all those from Canada who might be listening to our podcast, we miss you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Do you have a positive thought? or That's a good positive thought, I think, to end on today, Bill. Okay. Yeah. Works for me. (laughs) Okay. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Thanks for checking us out. Also, before we go... I got to remember to thank our son, Andrew Johnston, Outdoor Andy TV on Instagram and Twitch. He's our sound engineer. He's our sound engineer. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. All right. Two weeks. See ya. See ya.